off the record, on the rocks. All right, everybody, welcome back to another off the record, on the rocks with my buddy, Mr. Ankarina Lara. I am super excited to get into today's episode. I just feel like everything is 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 coming into focus with with everything we've been talking about. Markets are still down. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about Web3, what is happening with the big guys. We've got Google stepping in with some crypto announcements uh, just 10 minutes ago. I saw Starbucks and Delta Rewards program, something we've talked about on this show for a while I want to get into. Mm-hmm. There's uh, SEC, Yuga Labs. These are the big topics, but I'll start with, I texted you a picture of the beautiful moon the other night, and I was disappointed <laughs> in myself having not realized the the hunter moon in full effect. Tell me what's going on. We haven't gotten the latest uh, moon. No, report. I mean the hunter moon last year at this time was you know a bullish a bullish icon that rose up over the horizon. Um, you know it's markets behave irrationally. We talked about this before. The, the traditional stock markets and crypto markets on things like full moons and new moons at times can uh, can reflect some odd behavior. But uh, the full moon that came was called the hunter moon. Uh, maybe we'll have to wait for the true November or December moons before we see a real spur in the in the market. But it was especially big because I believe it's nearing apogee or something like this. Um, and it rose up. And uh, But it was just a reminder to me that fall is in full effect that we're about to fall back uh, the Sunday after uh, Halloween for the last time because the senators rammed some legislation in a while ago that's going to make daylight savings end for everyone in the U.S. starting next year. So we're going to fall back. Then next spring, in March, we're going to spring forward. And then after that point, spring forward 2023, we're only going to be falling forward. We're not going to fall back anymore. (laughs) So more daylight, I mean, it just means more fun, I think, for everyone. Why we've ever had daylight savings, I can't tell you, Mike. I just don't know. So I'm sure someone 30 years ago thought it was a good idea for a farmer here and there, but it's the end of a huge the, era. The Sunshine Protection Act. You, there you go. Unanimously SDA. by voice vote approved. How the hell did I miss this? And why have they say, not been making a big deal about this? Well, well, they, they made this big deal about it. It was really funny because everyone got super excited in the chamber, apparently. And like you said, or you just read that they approved it in voice, which is, you know, I, the eyes have it. <laughs> there, was not, there wasn't even a need for a vote because everyone was like, dude, this is the easiest vote we've had. <laughs> but the thing is, is that the transportation authority, whoever the like 46th in line for the presidency guy, the secretary of transportation. I don't even know who that is, guy or gal. But someone raised their hand and was like, oh, but wait a second. We have like Buttigieg, all these ferry, is it? Maybe it is. It's like ferry routes, airplane routes, bus routes, train routes have all been set until next year on this day. So you can't make daylight savings change in 2022. You have to push 2023 so everyone can adjust all their schedules. So that all was approved. Yes, yes. I, I, I don't, 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 don't. Okay, on to the next order of business. And so now, I mean, I'm just holding my breath because I've literally been waiting my entire life for daylight savings to go away because falling back, man, I don't know. It, it's I like it because it's like, oh, it's it reminds me of being a kid, you know, getting ready for school and the nice dark nights. But as a parent, and just as a normal human in this world, like, I don't want to be in darkness. Let's just like, let's enjoy ourselves. I mean, my God. So, I mean, so we're going to resume and we can bring this back to the markets here, but we're going to resume normal time 
here in the next month or so, and then you're saying come the spring, that's it. We fall forward. There'll be one we more. We spring forward for the last time, and we just, the clock just stay in March. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait. The so time has come. Away. So I feel <laughs> like, you know, if you talk about the – you know, the, the, the weirdness, the celestial importance of certain weird things that happen and how markets react and everything else. You know, we've, we've talked about how there's a point in time where all these large mainstream financial institutions are going to start to take large tranches of cryptocurrencies, depending on what chain they're on. Some are going to be Bitcoin, just scooping. Some are going to be ETH. Some are going to be second layer. Some are going to be new protocols. But there's going to be a moment, I, I believe, between now and the end of this year, it may or may not coincide with a full or a new moon, but they're going to start to ramp up their um, allocations. And it's just a matter of time, and there's going to be a slow march, I feel like, as the markets move up again. Well, that slow march is reminds me of the regulatory uh, action coming from the SEC. And you and I have talked about this. We've seen this regulatory playbook before. It is always a slow march. Uh, mm -hmm. we, I think maybe last episode we had talked about the Kim K uh, getting slapped with the fine for representing or, or repping some crypto on her Instagram. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of broke through the mainstream media, probably causes a little bit of FUD around the everyday consumer who sees like, oh, geez, you know, Kardashian got fined $25 million for for dealing with crypto. And then just this One, week. $1.3 million. 1.3. I'm making up numbers. Thanks for keeping me honest. Um, <laughs> and then this week, just yesterday, the SEC, I, I think it was a leak, a leak from a reporter. I'm not sure how the news broke, but that, that Yuga Labs, the creators of the Board Ape Yacht Club, the biggest NFT project, arguably the biggest NFT project, uh, under investigation by the SEC. I think... You know, this caused a bunch of turmoil in crypto Twitter. The the ape coin tanked yesterday. People <laughs> selling their their bored apes. You know, the floor price dropped yesterday. And at the same time, I'm sitting back just thinking, yeah, this is all planned. This is all you had the White House uh, policy on on crypto. You had the uh, the DOJ legislation talking about jurisdiction over ETH. You find Kim Kardashian, you break through mainstream, you go after the biggest guys, you're going to slap a fine on them, and then you're going to sort of show the rest of the market through this enforcement that the SEC is still in charge when it comes to securities in the United States, and here's how all you other NFT projects can avoid these, these penalties, and that will likely take three, four, five, six months, which starts to line up exactly with the timeline that you've just described, bring us through the winter, bring us through the holidays, into the new year, into 2023. My guess is that the while the SEC is following this enforcement or this investigation or on, on Yuga Labs, that the legislators are, are readying their best CBDC plans. They are getting the legislation forward to, to bring to the floor to figure out how we're going to regulate these things. And my guess is it's going to look a lot like stocks, securities. What's yeah, your take? I, I think, I think that you are, you, you nailed it. And it's, we, we, we started the slow March. I want to say a year ago, we started talking about um, some of those initial papers that were filed. If you recall for the second stimulus package, 
uh, second round of stimulus during the COVID times around this time last year, as we were heading into like, uh oh, this is going to be another no dark wave. winter. Yeah. And they had all that language in about, they called it something else, but it wasn't a central bank digital currency. It wasn't a CBDC, but they were basically describing, hey, you might be able to pay taxes using this electronic method. That was, of course, leaked, and then it was pulled out before it was signed. But you could see the beginnings laying the groundwork of, okay, tether coins, or rather um, stable coins like tether and others that are pegging to the dollar, they're going to be in the crosshairs of the government, right? Because the government's going to want to control the onboarding to crypto. What's the next guys who are you know in, in the crosshairs? People who are, quote, funding terrorist organizations or activities, people who are mixing crypto, the tornado caches, the other things. Okay, who else is in this crosshairs? The DeFi guys. Why? Hey, remember Bernie Madoff? He had a thing called a Ponzi scheme with regular securities. Hey, turns out that Luna, turns out that Celsius, turns out that most of these guys kind of sort of have Ponzi schemes with second, you know, second layer Ethereum protocols. And now we're seeing the security come to the celebrity. Like you said, Kim K, let's make an example out of her. She'll quickly pay $1.3 million to make it go away. Probably hope there would be no news about it. So if she can get got, now every celebrity is on warning, right? Be careful what you shill. Right. And now you go, last, bring it back around to you. I mean, it's surprising to hear that board ape holders are selling, like that they're freaking out about it. Uh, it's it, the bottom price comes up. Does that, or the, the floor price comes down? Does that encourage you to start contemplating maybe grabbing a second board ape? Oh, what do you I think wish. sort of the mood in the market is? <laughs> I, I think the folks, my guess is the folks that are selling are the folks that are not paying close enough to attention to the historical context of what this investigation means. In my mind, it in fact is uh, maybe a short-term blow, but it also does two things. One, it shows that Yuga Labs likely is like of all the NFT projects to go after, of all of them, I mean, there's been thousands of them over the last year. These guys are probably the most buttoned up Right, they've they've got in four hundred and fifty million dollars coming in from uh, a sixteen crypto fund. They've got you know, they bought the crypto punks and the IP that came from crypto punks. They, the, my guess is they rolled out ApeCoin. Remember we talked about the KYC yeah. that they had to do when they rolled out ApeCoin in order to do the claim. These guys are the right people for the SEC to go after because they they probably crossed their T's and dotted their eyes. I hope. And so that's one thing. It shows that they are a legitimate company for the SEC to even go after. And mm -hmm. then second, it legitimizes the whole market. All of a sudden, if the SEC is, is even if it's regulation through enforcement, which looks like that's likely what it will be, they're the first ones. So they're the first ones to have this enforcement. And to your point, it's the same thing as the celebrity take. Now you've got all these other celebrities on notice. They know better than to do that, or they're gonna get hit with the fine. And now you've got all these other NFT projects who ought to know better or Uncle Sam and the SEC is going to come knocking. And I think that just once again legitimizes Yuga Labs and simultaneously legitimizes the entire market. Um, if the SEC is, is creating enforcement, that, that means these these NFT projects are real. They're real businesses. Well, and certainly if they're going to come after Yuga Labs uh, on top of it, legitimizing the entire industry, which is collecting specifically the industry slice of NFT world, which is collecting a rare NFT, 
because there's many other uses of NFTs as we talked about over the over the shows. Um, but it also sets a great precedent, right? Because Yuga Labs can pay the fine. So they can set a precedent where if you're going to go after just some rando you know, project, what are you going to get from them? You're going to bankrupt them to the tune of $25 and a bottle of wine, right? But you can go to Yuga and say, hey, Kim K paid 1.26 mil without even like batting an eyelash, literally just make it go away. Can Yuga pay 4 mil, 5 mil, 10 mil? Remember Coinbase? When Coinbase was like, we're going to become a publicly traded company. You're like, okay. And they're like, by the way, we have this wild <laughs> DeFi product that's totally beta. And we're going to roll it out. And the SEC, SEC said, no, you're not. And by the way, you owe us like four, five, six million. It was a fine that was pretty significant. Was it over north of 10 million? I want to say I don't 15, think so. 20? I have to go back okay. to that. It was some amount of money that was seemed large at the time. But of course, Coinbase just said, Okay, here's the check for that money that we owe, and now send us to to you know to New York so we can ring the bell. Um, it, it's it's I think a rite of passage, right? <laughs> that when you get to write a check to the SEC, <laughs> you're basically joining a, a a highly exclusive club of innovation products that are now knighted, and I'm knighting with a invisible uh -huh. sword an invisible sword on the shoulders of the board ape of saying you are now okay in the eyes of the government and the good news and the bad news i think for all these nft projects is well you literally have to follow the playbook that yuga labs is following in order to be recognized right. for this type of nft project the same way that when armstrong and all his cronies went and, and rang the bell and did everything the sec said to get coinbase um, listed they basically said hey if you want to be a publicly traded dex DeFi protocol, anything company in crypto, you need to do everything we did. And we set the precedent. And it probably is actually a pretty high hurdle to get over, to be honest. I mean, the amount of money and wherewithal you have to have to fly people around to Washington to pay fines and do all this stuff, right. it, it pretty much excludes 98% of the market, right? It, it, it boils back down to two years ago when we could count how many crypto projects there were, probably like what, on I can't say on two hands, maybe on 20 people's hands, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? It was manageable. Now it's ridiculous. The clones I, are ridiculous. I, I mean, I think that's, it's an interesting insight, this sort of rite of passage. It's, it's almost like this pay to play. If you're going to, you're going to run these projects in the U S but you also talked about uh, a few minutes ago, the institutions like, you know, going to be scooping up and coming in. Um, and I think, they're waiting for that right moment. Markets are in sort of a weird spot right now. It's it's up, it's down every day. I know we're waiting on jobs report on Friday. Um, the inflation numbers coming out. Everyone's, you know, got their eye on whether Powell is 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 going to raise interest rates again. If it's over committing, all this stuff, all this. But it feels like the bottom's going to come in soon, and those institutions are coming in. And we've already seen a lot of those institutions come in. Again, I'll come back to the news, but just this week talk about Coinbase, now that they've legitimized, now that they've paid to play, you get this big announcement with uh, Google tapping Coinbase to bring crypto payments to cloud services. So now it's a, all of it's a, sudden, a big deal. This, this, it's a this huge story, deal. It's yeah, a big give deal. me your take. Go for well, it. Well, you know, so the, the two, we, we talked about the different companies that in the background are fighting their own proxy wars for Web3, the metaverse for crypto. We know Microsoft has put in north of a billion. We know Google's put in north of a billion. We know Apple's put in north of however many billions because they're on like the whole hardware angle and they have their own tact. Um, but what I think thought was pretty interesting is I would have expected the Microsoft MetaMask 
kind of conversation to be the first news to break. I was surprised that Google and Coinbase, now Google and Coinbase makes a ton of sense because I also happen to know that there are employees for both companies who have moved back and forth the same way they've, they've been even some incestuousness around with Facebook at the time too, when they were moving folks around, whether it's marketing or technology or whatever. So we all know they're pals, but Google cloud services, I mean, the same way that everybody uses Amazon web services, everyone in some way, shape or form uses Google cloud services, right? Whether it's just as simple as running your, your G sites and running your email to all the way on up to everything else from the blogging platforms. So to have this news hit to me feels like it's a direct punch in the face to the new heads of Amazon because Amazon's been kind of barreling down its way. They've changed out CEOs. They're doing various things and, you know, expanding. They're kind of distracted, right? They're going to space or whatever else is happening over there. And they used to be able, you used to be able to go buy goods on Amazon using Bitcoin. Like that was something that existed years ago before anyone even realized what was happening. Right, that, that before they even understood what Bitcoin was relative to other crypto. And then, of course, it was quickly removed as fast as Musk removed it from his websites to buy Teslas. And like, wait, 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 we're not, wow, Bitcoin, we, we need to be amassing this. We need another, you know, crypto solution. Well, got, they got scooped. In my mind, this news is a scoop. This is Google saying, we're with Coinbase, we're with crypto generally. Yeah. Coinbase is crypto generally. And now, hey, you got Doge, You've got Avalanche. You've got some random bullshit coin. You can still pay for your email. And there's a lot of companies who are going to prefer yeah. to do that over dollars for sure. I think about these, these, even these smaller NFT projects, and I'm calling them NFT projects, but there are businesses being built on the backbone of that that token, that token being access to the business model itself. And those businesses, those businesses, if we, we just start calling them projects and start calling them businesses as they grow mm -hmm. up here, they need email accounts. They need a website. They need to be able to do file storage and have shared documents and collaborate on PowerPoint slides. Well, what's the best place to do that? Google. And how do I want to pay for it? Well, it'd be much easier for me, Google, if I could just log in with my MetaMask because all of my customers are paying, all my shareholders are paying in ETH, as they buy these NFTs, it would just be easier than me having to transfer back to fiat to then pay this invoice on a Visa card if I could just pay with my non-custodial wallet. Voila, I think you're right. It is a gut punch. I think it's it's a good move on both, uh, both companies benefiting. I think Coinbase really just escalating their, uh, their place in the market. You know, it's probably been a rough three or four years for them getting to this point, but now they are truly a legitimate player in the market. I also think that this kind of partnership with Google, um, it, it makes me think that all of a sudden the Coinbase marketplace, even though it's a custodial, and that's an important part of that, right? It's a custodial wallet. If I buy crypto, it's Coinbase has the keys to it. It, it makes me think that they're in a position to be protected. I, I'm like cringing as I say this, like if they failed, right? If somehow they went insolvent, that all of a sudden now they, they, or maybe they're gonna be held to the same standards of the banks to the point where they have to show, you know, their liquidity on any given day in order to, to show the SEC that they're not going to be the next uh, insolvent marketplace. I don't know, I went to a different place there, but I feel yeah, like well, Google but, but, wouldn't but, make that partnership if, if it weren't you know, a solid 
Yeah, well, I, I can tell you from experience, Google does not make partnerships unless they are wildly advantageous to Google, first and foremost. Um, but I would say that if you look at Coinbase's position in the market, I think in this example, obviously Coinbase is the secondary. You know, Google has the the leverage. So like you were just saying, when I, I think what piqued my interest on this point just a second ago is, you, I forget at times that when you think about the business model of Coinbase, a lot of the criticisms that came from initial, you know, stock peggers was, well, why is there value? They're coming out value. What was it like in the four hundred dollars per share, and then it just something like plummeted or something after that launch? You know, of course, a lot of hype, a lot of buzz. Major players, major original founders get their big payouts, sell some stock, and leave, et cetera. But when you peel it back, the criticism of the market or the analyst was. Well, this is a business model that relies, like normal fiat banking systems, relies on transaction fees. And that's the business model. So is it really Web3 or is it actually just this veneer of Web3 on top of it? So Coinbase has to fight, I think, this this bad stereotype, which is not even it's, – it's real. It's like you're just dealing with money. You're just transacting things just like any other ACH you know, managed banking system. You're just taking fees, and you're doing minimums, and you're doing percentages, and it's, and you could see the 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 volume they show when they bring on users. Well, now with a partnership with Google, you deflect, I think, a little bit of that conversation because you say, "Oh, well, we have a business which does rely on transactions," which is like you, you guys understand that, right? You guys are bankers, but we have a new business where we have an automatic base of customers who already exist in this Google ecosystem. And now we're selling services to them effectively because our API is what's going to transact. Now, I think what they'll they'll have some fancy marketing language for what their relationship to Google is. But I think if we, you and I both know, if you just peel it back, they're basically just selling transaction fees to Google, right? It's like, hey, you want your customer to activate right. their wallet with you? Well, you're paying us a fee. So they're still finding ways to kind of parlay, I think, this antiquated business model, but they're going to cover it up with some fancy Web3 API talk. It also makes me think, we, we talk a lot about Apple and being this bank in your pocket in the moment that they turn on and they have turned on crypto payments and the moment you get you know user adoption where I can now pay with my phone at a merchant using my crypto wallet on my iPhone. You know, Does Google have the equivalent? I, I don't know inside of the Android system, but all of a sudden they've now got a partner who could essentially be their banking arm, to your point That's there. Right. Which is, now they don't have to do the transaction themselves in any of these coins. They don't have to care about which second layer, or which, you know, which, which Doge coin it is or meme coin it is, because they've got Coinbase can just triage all of that and they get... They get no, paid I think you're way. right. I think you're right on that. They just did buy themselves a wallet because they because the Google Google Pay has its own whole whole system where you can go buy apps from the Android store and all these other things. It thing is, it used to be tied into Stadia and other kinds of their their, their products and YouTube Premium, et cetera, et cetera. But it always has been brand specific. But yeah, this could be that Google Wallet. Like you know, you think about we were talking about MetaMask and the interest of Microsoft because Microsoft for many years has had this notion of a passport, the Microsoft Passport, it's a little butterfly in the corner and sort of icon. And it's just you know, this doesn't work really. It's a huge <laughs> pain in the butt if you don't have your email address and password from ten years ago. You literally can't figure out how to get in. You have to start a new one, and it's, it was kind of a mess. You know, like I had plenty of friends at Microsoft. No offense to the those people but the whole system didn't really work the way it was supposed to work but if you go and get metamask to be that wallet from microsoft 
if Google just went and got Coinbase to be that wallet for Google, I mean, Apple already knows. They've been sitting on that wallet for a while. Amazon's like looking left and right and being like, hey, you know, <laughs> Visa and MasterCard manage that for us, basically. They, it's like they've kind of been on their hands. They've been sitting on their hands doing AWS. Yeah. It almost feels like Amazon's going to get leapfrogged by these, you know, these old, these old, you know, friends from the original Web 2 days who figure out ways to partner their way into a good position. It's a quick aside, and then I'll come back, but I did see something today, too, about TikTok making a play for physical retail fulfillment in the U.S., which is a direct attack on Amazon. So to your point, we just kind of triangulated three or four vectors where Amazon feels like they're they're kind of off the mark. Uh, they're, mm. not on, they're not the front runner here, and TikTok's another one, but I don't necessarily want to go down the, the e-commerce path and the physical fulfillment, but but it's it's relevant one of the other topics that i was just thinking about coming back around to google and the crypto payments i've thought a lot about um bringing it back to nfts and the artists and the creator communities and some of the things that we've talked about on this show around you know one of the original promises around nfts were for artists to be able to collect royalties off of their artwork and residual payments for uh assets that are sold on chain, you know, forever. If I create an NFT and then I sell it and then you sell it and you sell it and you sell it and you sell it, I still get to collect a royalty on every downstream secondary market sale. Think about that applied to the YouTube creator economy. I mean, there is no bigger content creation engine, maybe other than TikTok, um, than what YouTube is trying to do. It would be very interesting to watch over the next year or so if all of a sudden the creators can now get paid out straight into their crypto wallet, you know, through Coinbase. Mm. That's and an if interesting you elect, play. If you elect to auto to auto uh, deposit, if you will, in crypto versus having a transaction or a check cut, maybe you get a bonus five percent. Right. There'll, there'll probably be these great incentives. Now, the TikTok conversation is an interesting one, just because it's wholly owned by Chinese subsidiaries. So. As, a, as an entrant into the race, I feel like they're a little hamstrung only because we know the American companies and governments are not, I'm not going to say corrupt in this example because we all know they're corrupt on some level. But in this example, they're going to tamp down the competition. Like if TikTok ever starts to rise up in terms of their revenue generated from creators above Google and YouTube, I have a feeling there's going to be a bit of a reconciliation you know, in terms of, you know, their access and their ability to do stuff. I mean, already you're seeing government agencies taking down towers that like different companies were building, you know, they were Chinese owned to to build for broadband for services that TikTok sort of comes with its own set of other yeah. considerations outside of the software. That That's a tough one. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about TikTok's revenue or how much they're making relative to Google to comment, but my sense is it's got to be a lot lower at this point than the YouTube creator well, market. And and I think my point there was just more of those vectors at Amazon of, of they've got a lot of competition coming for them. They've sat at the top of this kind of e-commerce and the AWS. I mean, on a lot of fronts, they've sat at the top for a while. But here we are talking about Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, and you don't see where Amazon is is going is going to fit into that other than maybe somehow they think it's going to, you know, the files are going to end up running on AWS, which isn't really the point of decentralization, but, uh, it, nonetheless, <laughs> it's, it's, it is an interesting, uh, 
Well, yeah, wait, to wait see till what Amazon, TikTok is able to do. Maybe Amazon announces, you know, a blockchain play at some point soon, because that's, that's interesting what you were saying. If Amazon knows that Meta with Instagram effectively now has a gigantic blockchain, like if, Insta, if, if one day Zuckerberg came out and just said, oh, hey, everyone, the entire Instagram ecosystem is running on Web3 blockchain. You don't know, you haven't noticed, but we have basically yeah. fully swapped out our entire backend in order to facilitate the fact that you can mint any one of your posts as an NFT and then promote it and sell it on the, and then suddenly you start to think, well, wow, Instagram as a whole is wildly bigger than OpenSea. And then you could imagine someone creating an Instagram profile that isn't for influencer posts, the way that people think of Instagram today, but is actually just a home base for a collection of NFTs that already has a full thing, full platform built out. If, if I'm Amazon, at some point you're wondering, well, what is it? What did, we talked about this last, uh, maybe two last or the two episodes ago, which is, you know, what, what prevents me from being the e-commerce guy who has a SKU-based database system, who just decides one day, well, why do I keep my SKUs on a Web two database? I'll just put them on Web three. And as one day, does Amazon just say, oh, hey, everybody, by the way, all of Amazon is running on on a new blockchain called AMZ, and by the way, you can use AMZ tokens to buy stuff. You know, there. I feel like we're 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 missing sometimes the fact that they put out this these little uh, alerts and these updates about these little uh, developments and advancements. But really, the meat is who of these big four, big five tech players is going to be the first to come out and say the entire blank Netflix ecosystem, Instagram ecosystem, you pick it, is running on a Web three blockchain. That's going to blow a hole in the side of everyone else's battleships. Big time. So one day ago. One day ago, the headline Damn is it, a, you already a, got it. A16Z Crypto leads a $14 million bet on Rye. That's R-Y-E, new Web3 yeah. commerce startup from Justin Can. Justin Can was um, one of the Twitch co-founders. He's building a shopping plug. He's the original Justin TV, right? Before it became Twitch? It's got to be. Yeah, and I remember. Yeah, that's right. That makes Dude, sense. Walker, I, I actually, he was sat with me in San Francisco in our office, he had a backpack with a little satellite receiver, some type of I receiver, remember. and a camera mounted around a little weird, like hook arm, so it filmed him at all times, and you could tune in to him. It was him twenty four seven, basically, and then he that became Twitch. So the point of this is they're looking to use crypto to build a cheaper Spotify for e commerce, is how they're describing it. But oh, ultimately, God. the idea here is that. You know, anyone with a product would be able to plug into their ledger and and anyone who wants to buy could come in and buy from their marketplace. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept um, so to truly decentralized commerce. That's happening as of yesterday. So yeah. we, we all know that it's going to happen with the big guys. They're already working on it. No one's talking about it, but it's coming. So, so let's pull that thread back to a prediction that we made that has also come true, <laughs> which is yeah. Starbucks and Delta announcing that they will integrate their rewards program. Now, we called this because the moment you move those rewards programs onto a blockchain-based ledger, you can now create this interoperability between brands. And we've talked about we, we predicted Starbucks. We saw the Odyssey program coming. It has come. It has launched. The UX UI is beautiful. Uh, 
it's it's going to create that user adoption where people don't even know as you were just describing the back end that that it's even running on on blockchain and now all of a sudden my starbucks rewards can earn me miles when i fly and when i fly i can earn coffee it makes so much sense uh and who's next who's going to then plug into that as well to say now your your starbucks also work at mcdonald's or walmart has made a metaverse play when are they gonna say now the new walmart rewards program works when you fly you can use your rewards here i mean it, it all becomes one big public ledger it all becomes one big web3 loyalty play and i mean it, it's so fitting starbucks kicked it off by saying we're gonna have an odyssey well if you have an odyssey you have to have a travel partner <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of those old days when you're in school and they, you're playing the little like clap spank game where you're like, you know, my name is Uncle Reno and I'm going on a picnic. And what are you going to bring? Well, I'm going to bring my Starbucks. Okay, Michael, what are you going to bring? Well, I'm going to bring my Delta loyalty. And when you get around the entire circle, you're like, well, I guess we could all survive on the island. Yep. Um, and I feel like this odyssey is going to continue. Like you said, we got uh, coffee. I don't even know how Starbucks refers to itself, but however it does, a coffee product company. Then you have an airline travel company. Who do you think will be the hospitality company to join forces with them? I don't know. Weston. That's my Weston, guess. Weston, or I'm, I'm going to maybe Bon, bon Starwood Boy, Marriott, Group. whoever Starwood, Starwood Group. Um, you're probably going to need to bring in, uh, like you said, retail partner. Um, I just got a promotion from McDonald's this morning for the first time that says if I order ahead, the same way where Starbucks lets you, lets you order ahead, to participating Starbucks is I can order ahead. And if I do, I'll get like a free Big Mac. And there's other incentives because they're starting to tease out this new thing with this blockchain. And now I'm starting to realize that just the, the pandemic effect of making everyone, at least in California, everyone have to order delivery because every restaurant was basically shut down, forced everyone to figure out how to really utilize tools like Postmates and DoorDash and whatever the delivery service of choice was on these different restaurants or the ghost kitchens and these different things and pretty much got everybody into the headspace, the UI space anyway, of what blockchain is. Right. And now my, when my McDonald's comes on, like so many years after COVID started and it says, Hey, we've been waiting on the sidelines. Start. We, we were ready now. We, you know, people have been door dashing Big Macs for two years, but we don't want you to do that. We want you just to yourself, become the dasher order the burgers and come and get them and when you do you're going to get this great incentive and and the mcdonald's corporation who has been really really i think savvy in doing partnerships over the last two years with celebrities and major like rock artists to create custom meals and programs and all these fun things i feel like they like starbucks are kind of in that sweet spot that pole position and they're you know, i guess they would be the quick service restaurant market the qsr group they're nailing it. Like McDonald's is so far ahead of Burger King and Wendy's and Chick-fil-A and all these other guys. I'm excited. And I wonder, what's your call? Who's the next uh, one to add to the Odyssey? I, I will call it McCrypto. There you go. Uh, McCrypto. McDonald's accepts Bitcoin in the Swiss city of Lugano. This is two days ago. I mean, I can't keep up with this. No, so it's too McDonald's much. fast food chain began accepting Bitcoin payments in Lugano. Uh, they published a video of them ordering food through the McDonald's electronic kiosk and then paid in cryptocurrency via a mobile app. So 
they've now got it on the books. That's that's what I keep saying too, which is that the moment that these companies accept crypto, now they've got it on their balance sheet. Now it's it's legitimate. I mean, it's it's on the balance sheet. It has to be reported. These are publicly traded companies and they're all going to be watching what the SEC does. Again, I said this a while ago too, like Starbucks has great lawyers mm-hmm. <laughs> protecting that 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 IP. There's no way that they're risking that business for an NFT rewards program without knowing that they're doing it in a legitimate way. And so whatever happens with Yuka Labs and the SEC, I think is really pointed at the rest of the NFT market, the kind of Web3 mm-hmm. native, there's a good way to look at it, pointed at the Web3 native market versus the Web2 players who are coming into this Web3 who are taking baby steps, taking it slow and doing it as best they can by the letter of the law. And McDonald's would not be accepting Bitcoin if they weren't you know, able to put that on the books. Yeah, well, two thoughts on that. I mean, uh, first one, no shade to our friends in Europe, but McDonald's has been accepting Bitcoin for burgers in El Salvador because Bukele has been pushing ah, this for the last year. Right. So that, that they've been using lightning payments at Starbucks and at, at McDonald's. So it's no surprise, but of course it hits the press harder when it comes out of Europe, especially out of Switzerland, because everyone's rich. <laughs> but then the other thing I'd say is, you already know Starbucks and others are, are ready to rock because just to maintain loyalty programs, I mean, you remember there was the kerfuffle around Southwest Airlines when Southwest Airlines stopped honoring their drink ticket coupons, like that they gave an expiration date for the drink ticket coupons. And there were these class action lawsuits because there are people who hoard these tickets and they're like, what are you talking about? These are like American stamps. that they never lose their value. And however that all shook out, it all shook out because it turns out they do expire. So they've gone through and so is Starbucks and so is all of these other airline loyalty guys. They've worked it so that they're on the right side of the government. I mean, they're the government darlings. Half the people, if not all, in the government are, are owners of Starbucks stock and McDonald's stock and whatever. They're all pals with the people who run these companies. So for them, to the loyalty program guys, to hit the button and say, we're going from Web 2 to Web 3, I feel like that to me is like, that's the cakewalk, man. That's like in Candyland when you pull that purple gumdrop pass card <laughs> and you go, and you slide right Straight through. Straight to the Easy top. peasy. Now, the Yuga Labs guys... And the native Web3 guys, well, shit, you're coming into a world where actually Starbucks in an ironic way, McDonald's in an ironic way, have more experience with all the regulation. They're not going to have those missteps. Like McDonald's and Starbucks are not going to be in the news paying a fine to the SEC. Yuga Labs and Kim Kardashian will. So you're going to start to see that the OGs, they may not know Web3 native, but they know how to work the government. So the partnerships are, I think, going to be critical there, which is why it's cool to see Starbucks and Delta together. Well, this has been a terrific recap. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, We'll talk again next week. Thank you, sir. Great talking to you, Mike. Off the record, on the rocks.